we travel, <coughs> excuse me, uh, I'm going to be talking about the relationship of the heart and mouth. And this will be number, is it part two or part three? Part two. So we'll be talking about that uh, this morning. And it's very, very important. I really uh, want you to pay close attention. And I'm going to be very deliberate. Because it's not just about shouting and screaming. It's knowing exactly how to get God to work in your life. If you have God on your side, you got nothing to worry about. Because God is with you. But you need to know how to get to God and to get him to do what he has promised to do for you. And that's what we're sharing with you. And in these principles, we'll be sharing from the word of God. Father God, spirit of the living God, speak to us today and help us to go to another level in our understanding, in our faith, in our God. So that your blessings will be our portion. In Jesus' name, amen. The relationship of the heart and the mouth. What I want to share with you is uh, principles of faith and principles of prayer. Many of us have heard that prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful. Prayer changes things. You heard that before? Well, prayer is not powerful without faith. In fact, Prayer will do you no good if there is no faith. Faith can stand alone without prayer and bring you results. Remember the scripture that says, God said, uh, God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or imagine. If you imagine it and there is faith, even without prayer, it works. You can get the whole crowd to pray for you. If they are not praying in faith, the prayer will not change anything. So we have to understand the principles of prayer, the principles that God has laid down for us with regards to prayer. And then we also have to understand the law of faith, the principles that God has laid down for us with regards to faith. Because if you don't understand it, you will be walking in darkness and you don't know how to get God to meet your needs, to meet the needs of your family, to help you spiritually so that you can be victorious as a Christian on the earth. These are principles that God has given to us in the word of God. And until you know, you cannot be free. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. It's, uh, second, uh, first Corinthians chapter 2 makes it clear to us that the Holy Spirit was given to us that through the Holy Spirit we might know the things that have been freely given to us. That says if you don't know the things that are freely given to you, you can enjoy them. So the Holy Spirit, this God, is placed in our heart, is given to us, so we will be able to know. His purpose is to help us to know. Because if you don't know, you can enjoy it. So understanding the principles of faith and understanding the principles of prayer is good for us as believers. Because that's how we can have victory in our Christian walk and walk on the earth with confidence and peace. And don't try to 
prove anything to anybody because you know who you know. And he's at work in your life. And have no fear of anything because you know where you're coming from and you know where you're going. The word reveals that to us. So that's why we are going into these principles. Now, I want to submit to you that, that God will give you anything that you ask from him. God will always answer whatever you ask him to do for you. He'll do it. I know that you've heard that people, uh, ministers have said this to us, that if you don't ask anything according to God's will, or if you ask anything and if it's not according to God's will, God will not answer. What I do know from scriptures that people, the children of Israel, asked God for a king. It wasn't God's will to give them a king. God was, not, God was sad because they were asking it. But they wanted it, and guess what God did? He gave it to them, even though it was contrary to his will. God does that. And as a child of God, that's where Satan has come to deceive us. That you have to be this special Christian, holy, and uh, like Pastor Andy, before he'll give you whatever you ask. I don't know why I always speak on Pastor Andy, but uh, he's a friend. But that's not the case. Jesus has made it clear when you ask and you are following through with the principles that God has laid down for prayer and you are asking, following the principles of faith, God will give you what you're asking for. He will. He will give you. You know, the will of God is just this, that your joy might be full. Anything that will bring you fullness of joy goes behind it. Anything that will bring you sadness and bring you down, that's, that includes sin and evil things. Anything that will put you down and make you less than what God created you to be, God's against it. But if it's something that will lift you up and lift your family up and lift your finances up and make you feel better about life, God's behind it. He is the giver of everything that's good. So he'll never deny you of anything that will make your life full and give you fullness of joy. Listen to this. From John chapter 16. Jesus speaking, he said, and in that day, what day? Today, the day we are living in, this very day, he says, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I assure you, without a doubt, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may, he probably will. Is that what he says? No, he will give it to you. Period. Whatever, whatever, don't get too religious on God and define it, whatever, whatever, that includes having a nice car, if it make you happy, amen, and not hurt another person, and make another person feel bad, if it will make you happy and give you peace in your home 
and make your children feel fulfilled where he wants it for you. And Satan is the one that's telling us you can't have it because you got whatever you think you got in your life. God didn't define it. He said, up till now, you have asked nothing in my name. I'm encouraging you, ask in my name. He didn't say, ask if you are holy and then God will give to you. Ask in my name and the Father will give it to you. He says, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. I have been with you, disciples, and I meet all your needs. But the day, in that day, that day is come. That, and we're living in that day. He is not living with us right now. He is not with us in person. You can't say, Jesus, Jesus, can you do this for us? Or we need to pay our taxes, Jesus. And then he'll tell you, take, a, take your hook and, and go get some fish for, to get some money. We don't have that now. Right? But he says, in that day, that's today. He said, you ask in my name. Until now, you disciples, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive. Why? That your joy may be full. That's his will. His will. You want to know God's will for your life? He wants you happy. The sins in your life, that's what's causing your unhappiness. The running away from God and not be loyal. And I'm coming to that real quickly. That's what's causing you unhappiness. He wants you. That's a God. He is a good God. He wants you happy in life. And he wants others to know that it's because of him that you are this happy. So that they can turn to him. Amen. He wants you happy. Why is it then that God doesn't grant Certain requests that we make. But that's reality, right? You ask and it's not answered. Why? I'm glad you asked, okay? <laughs> I want to share something with you. These things are so simple. Sometimes I feel in my mind, because we are not able to wait on God, and, and many times we are disloyal to Him, and some, that's one of the reasons we come into that. That's why He doesn't answer. Because we are really disloyal to him. Uh, but it's so simple. And let me tell you this. God is a respecter of no one. He's not a respecter of persons. That's God. But you know what God respects every time? He's a respecter of faith. God will always, he cannot overlook faith. He just cannot. If you're really operating... And you do understand the principles of faith. God will not overlook it. He's a respecter of faith. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's God. He just cannot do. That's who he is. He can't overlook it. That's part of his nature. But why don't we receive from God? Look, he says in James chapter 4. I'm going to go through verse 1, from verse 1 through 4. It says, do you know where your fights and arguments come from? You know, sometimes Christians fight and and they argue. And sometimes in the home, there's a lot of fights and argument. And sometimes people argue with the preacher about what they believe concerning an issue. They believe they already know, and you're not telling me this not, because they don't want to accept. He says, do you know 
where your fights and arguments come from, they come from the selfish desires that war within you. And he's about to tell you why you don't have your prayers answered. That's what he started with this. Your, your problem is the desires inside you that are warring within you. He says you want things, but you do not have them. And I'm reading from the New Century Version. You want things, but you do not have them. He's not saying God is opposed to things. He says you want them, but you do not have them. Uh, so you can already, so that so you are ready to kill and jealous of other people, but you still cannot get what you want. So you argue and fight. You do not get what you want. Because you do not ask God. Or when you ask, you do not receive because the reason you ask is wrong. You want things so you can use them for your own pleasure. So you are not loyal to God. You should know that the loving of the world is the same as Hating God, anyone who wants to be a friend of the world, become God's enemy. Now let me explain to you what he's saying here. He's saying that the reason why you are arguing about against tithe, because of the war inside. You don't want to pay the tithe because you've got a problem inside. You want God to bless you. I'm using that just for example. You know what I mean? You want God to bless you. But you have this war inside of you. There is selfishness in you. You're not going to give God. Have you given a kid sometime, something precious? Maybe a bag of peanuts. And they open, they are excited. And you say, can I have some? And they put the, the bag of peanuts behind the back. And you say, no. He said, but I gave the peanuts to you. No, that, I'm not giving you. It's mine now. You see, that's what's going on. It's the war inside of you. You know you should do this, but there is fear, and you want everything to yourself. So you argue. You fight with the preacher if he tells you you need to pay time. Well, that's of the Old Testament. Show me in the Bible where he says we should pay tithe. And so you have all these arguments, and it's because of the war inside of you. You are not willing to let go, but you still want. And then you see your brother who is faithfully paying his tithe and God is blessing them and you want what they want, what they have, right? And so you keep fighting and cheating and lying and trying to get and scheming and it's not coming to you. And he's saying what you should have done in the first place, ask God. Amen? Just ask. That's what they did. Ask and God will give it to you. What's happened to you? You've become a friend of the world. And you are most interested in the things of the world. And the things that you want is not because it's going to make you happy. You just want to show off. You show off. I got this big house now. I'm going to show them. <laughs> you want them to feel bad. Right? Because God has blessed you. 
It's so, but God knows the evil of your heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're not wanting it for, your, for the benefit of your family. It's a show-off thing. You're asking for this Cadillac so that you can show off. And make your neighbor feel bad that they are poor. And I'm blessed. And God sees it. He says, so you're asking wrongly. That's not what he's saying. If you ask right for your blessing, for the full, it's your need. It's not, a, it's not for anybody. You just want to survive. How many want to survive? You just want to be. You just want to have something so that your children can be comfortable. God says, I'll grant that. All you have to do is ask. But if you are disloyal to God, you don't do what God wants you to do. You don't, you're not there faithfully. I talked to a brother this morning, Michael, about being faithful. You're not faithful to God. He knows you're being disloyal. Oh, yes. You can, God can consider you. That's what he says. When you are disloyal to him, many Christians don't pray. As a shocker. Going to church is when it's convenient. Whereas the Bible says, and I'm being very frank with you. You want blessings from God? You got to do something. When, he, when the world and the drawer of the world and survival becomes more important than God, you put him out, you are disloyal to him, you can ask, he's not going to give it to you. But when you are faithful to God, he will answer your prayer, even if it's against his will. You remember Ezekiah? Ezekiah, the, the prophet Isaiah said to, to Ezekiah, God had told me, you're going to die. Prepare your home, you're got to, you die. Get your home in order. Because you're going home, you're going to die. The guy went on and said, oh Lord God, I have been faithful to you. You remember that? He says, I did everything you asked me to do. I don't want to die. Why? And he turned his face up and wouldn't talk to anybody. The prophet was still on his way home. When God stopped him, he said, go right back. Tell him. I'm giving him 15 more years. Was it, which, was, which one was God's will? What God told the prophet before or him changing his mind? I thought we said God doesn't change his mind. When you are faithful to God... And you are not disloyal. He doesn't consider you a disloyal person. You can ask what you will. He'll give it to you. Especially when you're asking so that your joy might be full. You know, you know I'm just like you. I, I hate it when the bill comes. Huh? Uh-huh. And it's really big. Huh? And you're thinking, oh my God. Uh, He's been two months now. I've been struggling, scratching. If I pay this bill, my kids won't eat. Have you been there? How am I going to handle it? God says, trust. Just like Brian said, trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, the door will be open to you. For everyone that asks, receives. Everyone that asks, what? Are you everyone? Why don't we believe God? 
You understand what I'm saying? Why do you allow a little delay to make you take your eyes from the Lord while you're walking on water and then you begin to sink? Complaining, calling your brother. Why is God not answering my prayer? Well, you said God is not answering your prayer. He's not. That's one of the principles we're talking about. Amen? So we need to understand there are principles of prayer that we need to take to heart. And it's for everybody. Even if you just got saved today. Amen? You know, I enjoy personally asking God something and waiting for the result. You understand what I'm saying? I know I am in his good books. Amen? That period of waiting is kind of tough. He's there by God's design to see whether if things are a little difficult, you become disloyal. Okay? You change your mind. And you say, I'm not, I don't trust what he said. I'm going to do what I think is right for me. Then you miss it all. And then you brought the devil into your, the equation. And things get really confusing. And no answers. But I'm telling you this morning, God is going to give you answer today in Jesus' name. I declare as a servant of the living God, God will give you an answer to your problem today in the name of Jesus. You know, that's one thing I'm confident of these days. When I feel it, I'll tell you without a doubt, I'm God's servant. What I'm telling you now, I don't have to pray. What I'm telling you now is going to happen. And guess what? I know it will. And it does happen. Amen? Because God is true to his word. Let me share a principle, and I'm going to give you two principles of uh, prayer. And then I will go to the law of faith, or principles of faith. First principle here, he says, Therefore I say to you, that's in Mark 11, verse 24, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Whatever things you ask or whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So the principle is to believe when you are praying that God has answered you, have that confidence in you, Based on God's word, that this is something that is good and is going to make me feel better about myself and about life. So I know God has heard me. Have that confidence when you pray that God has heard you and you will have what you ask for. So that's the first principle. Believing when you pray. The second principle is taken out of John chapter 15, verse 7. <coughs> and it tells us there, If you abide in, my, in me, and my words abide in you. Two things. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. Whose desire is it? God's desire? No, your desire. If you are loyal to me, 
and you are constantly staying with me and you allow the words that I've spoken to you to be in you, not threatened by what you see and what is coming in the mail and what people are telling you and what arguments are coming against the word. The word is addressed in you because you trust in the word. Jesus said, you shall ask what you will, what you desire, and it shall be done for you. It shall be done for you. The reason why the word is not resting in us and we can't trust is because we have been disloyal to him. You go away from him, and sometimes Satan is so tricky. He, he, he makes you feel like it's not a big deal. Believe me, it's a big deal. That little thing, if God tells you, I need you to wake up every morning and spend time with me at 6 o'clock, he means what he's saying. And it doesn't mean he's going to hurt you if you don't do it one day or two days or whatever. But if you turn away from it and start going, going somewhere elsewhere, it's like when you call, it's like he's not there anymore. And to get back where you were before, man, you have to really fight. Because Satan was the one that distracted you. But if you can simply just wake up, even if you spend that two minutes, he's going to tell you one day, my daughter, my son, you have been faithful to me. And you say, what? And you don't realize that this little waking up at six is, is very meaningful to God. And he's been watching all along. And that this day comes, and he's going to shoot you up, and you won't believe it. We have to understand this sense. If you abide in me, if you spend time wanting to be in Jesus, not just going the other way, but spending time with God, and you allow his word, not what people are saying, not men's opinions, not trying to prove anything to anybody, but stay with the word of God in your heart and saying, if I die, let me die, but I'll stay with this word. When God is true with you, in one day, he can shoot you up and the whole world will wonder what happened here. That's the kind of God we serve. He's the principle of faith. The principle of prayer. Prayer before God. Believing in his word. Let's not play games. You know, many Christians, and I'm going to close with this, many people want to play games with God. You're not serious with your faith. Many times I hear people, they don't want to go to church because maybe they think they're going to hurt pastor. You're hurting yourself. You're killing yourself and your family. If you really understand there is a God, once the church doors are open, if you can't, you'll be there. You're hurting yourself. In my personal life, and my wife will tell you, and she's like that, Church is always part of me. It's not a religious thing. I love it. It's my life. I enjoy it. Criticize me for it. I enjoy it. Your criticism, I enjoy it. This is life for me. I know there is a God. There is the evidence all over. Today, my wife and I, we enjoy watching people on television that have died and come back. And one man was saying, I went to hell. And he was very serious. His life has changed. Never wasn't a Christian. He said, I lived for myself. 
But now that he's back, ooh, he goes to church. And here you are with a God that can transform your life and make things different for you, and you're playing games. Oh, you're doing yourself so much disservice. And your children after you. Instead of paying attention to him. Many people think pastors should beg them before they give their lives to God. I, I want to go out and do all this crazy stuff. When I'm tired, I'm going to come. Ooh, how dumb you are. You're going to play games with Satan? <laughs> you know his bony fingers? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he destroy you. And you never find a way to God. Never. It's always now with God. It's always now. If you have not given your life to Christ, why do you want to wait till tomorrow? Do it now. Allow God's word to have room in your heart today. So that God would begin to do a work for you. You know, I had so many years to live. I need God today to do something in my life that would change my generation and change my children's generation, and they live with that after. Why are you so selfish? Parents, your children are watching you. They want to know if you're loyal to this God or not. If it was rough for your, your genera the generations before you, it's your responsibility to change all of that, and you have God behind you. All you have to do is ask why are you playing games? Why are you playing games? Did Jesus really die? I know he died. I felt his presence. He delivered me from demons. Yeah. I had demons inside of me here. If you don't believe it, you're dumb. I'm telling you. They lead. They are around. But Jesus delivered me from there. At that time, if somebody told me I would be a preacher, <laughs> I'll laugh in your face. But God is... It's changed all of that. I like what Angela said. Put your Bible down and stand on it. And come up with a decision. And make a covenant with God. From this day on. I've heard testimonies of people that have done that. And every one of them, God has transformed their lives. If you abide in me. Conditional, it's up to you. If you abide in me and allow my words to take residence and have rest in you. I have control over your life. You ask not what God wills, but whatever you want. And it will be done for you. Amen. Bow your heads with me this morning. Maybe you're here today and you have been so ashamed to make to make a decision for God what's the matter with you why can't you make a right decision i'm going to follow God and i'm going to follow God truly you've allowed pain troubles to come into your life there are situations in your life you have no control things are going down and you're still flowing in with it and going in the same direction why don't you stand up inside of you with God and say, God, I'm going to stand with you. I'm going with God right now. Many of us gave our lives to God, but we are playing games. And some of us really want to do right, but these things are difficult. Now, I want to tell you this morning, as a servant of God, if you will acknowledge that this morning and say to God, I'm giving you everything. 
I'm guaranteeing you, based on the Lord that I know, and He's standing with me this morning, if you do that, God will begin a new work in your life. And things will begin to change. Amen? So this morning, if you're here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have the right this morning to receive Him as your Lord and Savior. If you already have received Him, but you feel like... I'm not doing everything that he, he asked me to do, and I really want help from heaven so that I can do the things he wants me to do. I want you this morning. If you're having difficulties in your life, and you are confused about what's going on, and you want clarity for you today, this very day, I want you. Why don't you raise your hands to the Lord this morning, Humble yourself before God and tell him, God, I'm coming. All eyes closed. All heads bowed. Put your hands up quickly and put it right down. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Is there any other person? Yes, thank you so much. Anybody else? Be sincere with God. Be sincere with God. Don't be afraid of men. Stand up for God. If you've raised your hand, please stand up and come and join me here. And I believe you're serious. Come and join me here. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Come and join me here. Come and join me here so that God can make a change in your life. Stand up and come and join me here. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Appreciate uh, Pastor Andy, Pastor Angela. Roy, some of you guys come back here. And come and join me in prayer. You see, this is what we're talking about. Do you really believe prayer can change things? If you believe that prayer can change things and you are having difficulties in your life, you'll be up here. The reason you're not up here is possibly because you are not sure yet. Or maybe you are afraid. People will think you are not that spiritual. <laughs> well, if you're having problems, you're going through difficulties. How spiritual is that? Every one of us going through that. But we need God to help us. Amen? And it's good to always humble ourselves before God. So that God can work for us. Thank you, Father. Would you rise with me this morning? Remember... I'm going to share because God's placed me by His grace here. And I'm very, very keenly aware that I'm going to be standing before Him. And what He has taught me, that's what I'm going to show you. I can't tell you what I don't know. But I do know one thing that has helped me the most in life, as a Christian in life. The one thing that I believe, among other things, the main thing that's helped me the most as a Christian... And possibly why God, in his mercy, decide, okay, you can do this for me. How many want to know? One thing, the number one thing. You can go anywhere from my country to everywhere I've been. You can't find somebody that knows me. If you ask them one thing that they think is most important for me in life, they'll tell you. I never held back for letting, from letting people know I'm a Christian. I never did. 
my professor at Texas A&M, some of you know I have a doctoral degree in nutrition, not preaching, <laughs> out of Texas A&M. My professor in Texas A&M, and all of them that are professors, possibly including the head of department, they all know I'm a Christian. I don't hold back. If you hold back sharing your faith with people, you'll never rise. I guarantee you. You'll never rise. That's why, as a church, we are providing you with tools. The cards we have bought so that you can invite your friends and have opportunity to share with them about Jesus. Amen? It's really up to you. As for me, I've done my job. When I stand before him, I can say, Lord, I told them. I did what, I, what you told me to do. God brought you to the Ark Fellowship. Yes, I believe he did. It's your responsibility. Amen? How many will step out, out of your comfort zone, and you're going to share with somebody about Christ? Let me see your hand up this morning. Yes, you're going to tell somebody about Jesus. Let them know. When he, God gives you the impression, tell them, God is going to change your life. Let's raise our hands to the Lord this morning and thank him. I believe that God is giving you revelation. It's not the one who hears that is blessed. It's the one who acts on what they hear that's blessed. Father God, I pray your blessings upon your people today. These are your servants. You call them by your mercy. And Lord, if there is anything amiss, if there is anything sin, if there is anything that's grieving your heart against those whose hands are raised before you. This morning, because I know you're here with us, I ask you to have mercy. I ask you to forgive. I ask you to show them favor. I ask you to pour the blessings of, of heaven upon their lives. Make them great. Make their children great. Make them to have understanding of this life and the things of this life and the life to come. Make us great by your name. Your word says we are the light of the world. We want to be light so that the world can see what God can do. And we trust in you, God, with all of our hearts. I know you've promised never to leave us, never to forsake us. May no one, no one, oh God, that is hearing my voice, the sound of my voice this morning, ever feel forsaken because of your mercy and because of the blood of Jesus. May they feel your peace upon their lives. In Jesus' name. And God's people said,